Uh, Hi, Steve. Hello. How are you all? Hey. Good. Thank, Good, thank you. you. Good, it's thank so you. great to chat with you. Thank you so much for the time. Our no pleasure. Problem. Our pleasure. Loving the posters in the background. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Back to the Future, The Lion King. Loving that. Yeah, and, a, and then an old. The Is that the Flintstones house you've got there as well? I do. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! First yeah, person yeah, to notice. That. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, that but just it was the slanted roof. I thought, what is that? Ah, prehistory. All right, that's cool. Right. Yeah, that's right. That was the pitch well, for this it movie. Works was... well with the film. Well, that was it. The pitch was: imagine that the Flintstones all hated each other. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I love the film. It is so much fun. Thank you. Um, it is so great across the board. Uh, Andrew, let's start with you. Why? Why were you excited to bring this story to life? Um, I I saw a documentary on the BBC around the time I was finishing film school and I just thought, oh, what a really cool time period to explore. And I didn't have an idea. It was just, I it felt underrepresented in cinema um, for good reason, actually, because it's really hard. Um, but um, but yeah, so that was, the, that was the kernel of the idea. And then I read a book called The Inheritor by William Golding. It was his follow-up to Lord of the Flies. And that, um, without spoiling it, um, takes place in a similar time period and really made me think about us as a species and what we're capable of and what we do to each other when we um, find things to hate about each other and things we don't understand. Then I met Oliver Kastman, the producer. He had been he'd been toying with the idea of a prehistoric horror movie and that's when I realized, oh, wow, that time period with the trappings of the horror genre, now I'm excited. So that was then the beginning of the journey. And then Ruth Greenberg, the writer, came into that, came on that crazy journey with us. And yeah, now we're here. Honestly, I, I love the take on it. It's you're, you're right. It is an underrepresented era because it's very difficult to do, of course. Like that may that would make a lot of sense. Now, am I correct? Am I? And the understanding that this is an entirely new language that was created for the film. Is that true? Well, what was that like for the three of you to bring that up? What was like, how did. <laughs> um, Over to you guys. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, Tappy, tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I remember having, because this is just to date this experience for all of us. This is one of the only things that was really shooting in 2020. So everyone's, you know, doing this on wow. zoom and um we all had zoom sessions with with daniel who created the language kind of professional linguist and i remember having a couple of sessions with him and he wrongfully assumed that i'm also a professional linguist and he would say there'll be certain words one of our favorite words if you, if you spell it, it's L-A-A-S-H, which when I read it would be lash. And he'd go, no, it's lash, like in French, you know. And I'd go, uh, sure. Um, and this language has been, it's, it's got a lot of, um, it's got a lot of inspirations, be it kind of Arabic or some African dialects or even some Scandinavian stuff. The idea that these people have traveled all over. And I remember us arriving on set and there was definitely a sense of us kind of going, looking at each other for the first few days going, are you done talking? Is it my turn now? Because I know what I say, but I don't really know how you do your bit. And then what I loved is also, I imagine behind the camera, everybody going, action, stuff happens, cut. Well, we assumed they got it right. <laughs> and then, and then by, by the end, I remember there was a scene that we had, that Safi and I had like kind of towards the end of the shoot where 
there wasn't actually any dialogue. It was like raining, hail, and we were screaming at each other. And Andrew was like, can you come up with some stuff? Like, can you be like, stop? No, go away. I hate this. And I was like, yeah, I do know all those words now. I know all those words. We can do that. We can do that. And so like, there are six people in the world that speak this language. I don't know how useful that is, but um, yeah, I mean, like I, I know, I know I had a great time with it and it kind of, it lives in like the deep recesses of my mind. If I, if I hear someone on the street far away sound, say something that sounds like it, I sort of glitch out <laughs> and I'm like, one of us is here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, that mu so so to be clear like you actually worked the language out this was like you you said there were influences like you actually like you knew what yeah. you were saying you knew what you were saying when you were saying it yeah yeah, that's, yeah you were yeah you go no i mean well yeah like Daniel developed sort of like a lexicon, right? He had this, mm. he had this list of the words and next to them what we meant. And in his meetings with us, he'd sort of go through the sentences and directly translate each word. So a sentence might be like, I don't know, um, it's over there, but then actually the, the way that he'd written it would be there, it's over. And he, so you'd know yeah. what you were saying. Um, mm. And I guess, yeah, with like the improv <laughs> improvising towards the end, we kind of got used to using it a little bit. Um, but it's a mm. it's a real language, you know. Danny was really good at his job. <laughs> we also made we also did make some changes here and there because there were some times where, if we were saying, you know, please God no, oh God please stop, the sentence might have been four times that length. Yeah. And as we're running at full pelt through the woods, <laughs> and the camera operator is chasing us, I think Andrew rightfully so was like, I think I think you can make that shorter. We're not going to worry if you if you got the fourth word wrong, given that you are running at full tilt. But um, there yeah, there were all, there were all sorts of ways. I think we also helped out each other a lot because also the cast, they're kind of from all over. We, you know, there's people from the UK, there's people from Switzerland and Germany and so on. And so also, we all have different accents in English, let alone us having accents within this brand new language. So like we we're all kind of going. If you're going to say that that way. I haven't said that word yet, but I know I'm going to do that in two days. So I'm going to copy you. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're kind of feeding off each other a bit. That's actually interesting, even in the context of the film, because you've got these people from different worlds try in, re in real time trying to under uh, understand each other, I think, is is interesting. Without, I don't want to say too much mm. by any stretch, but, but that is interesting you say that. Um, I, I'm not going to lie, I, there would be part of me, like, I, I could tell, like, it felt like the, the language was great. Um, but there would, if I if I were on set, there would have been a part of me that would just would have slipped into, like, the Sims language. I don't know. If you... <laughs> that <laughs> oh, must have happened. Well, uh, no. At least yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. of times. I think, yeah, I think Chuku yeah. was an offender. I think he would sometimes just riff. Yeah, and just, he yeah. really so, would. I think it was like Tola Jazz, where he would just freestyle <laughs> yeah. a little bit and just yeah. hope he yeah. away with it. And I was, there were so many I'm, you know, I'm just watching the intent of it. I'm not really, I don't have the script in front of me checking and ticking things yeah. off. I'm just watching it and saying, do I believe it? So yeah, I think Chu could go away with it a few times. Chu could never go away with it because there were countless times where it would be like me and Chuku having run 10 miles or something are now like slowing down jogging as we're arriving at the new location. And he would say something and you'd know because he, we'd both be running and I'd go, I don't think that makes sense. And I'd be like, oh, no, can't go back, do it properly. And I'd be like, I should, sorry, I shouldn't have outed you because no one knew other than me. <laughs> yeah. 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 
You know, uh, but even even beyond the setting and the characters, I think this film actually has a lot to say. No pun intended. I, I think it's actually a quite fascinating character study in a lot of ways. And I wanted to ask you all. Um, I mean, I, I love a good monster film, and this one is especially towards the end, without giving anything away, uh, it's quite sharp. What, at what point do you think we become the monsters? Because I know, I know for uh, Safia, for Bea, mm -hmm. she's walking a very fine line. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, that's so true. It's like she starts in such a sort of innocent, vulnerable place. And I, I think you're right. She's she's walking such a fine line that she doesn't quite know when she crosses over. And it's not really till the end that she looks back and sort of goes, oh my gosh, okay. I, I've sort of become what I was so afraid of. Um, and I think it's just, yeah, it is a really fine line, but also every decision that she makes, she feels is the right thing to do. And I wouldn't say that there's a particular point where you go, I don't know why she did that or I mean me personally I have to be on her side but like <laughs> I mean there's probably some points where people would go why did she do that but like I was never like I don't know why she did that I always understood why um because she was just trying to survive but yeah it was an, an, an immense character study I mean Ruth wrote Bayer beautifully I, I love Bayer's arc I think it's so amazing and you know it's interesting you say that because yes I mean this is a survival film but because of the time frame, like this, four, I think it's 45,000 years ago, yeah. it's set, um, it almost feels like the first try, uh, the first attempt to uh, understand that line, understand sort of a moral compass, if you will, as we, as you engage with the world around you. It's really interesting uh, mm -hmm. character arc as they go, they go back and forth. Yeah, I think, um, I think the thing that's so potent about it especially Bea's arc is um she she's a she's basically what happens when you when you when you take an animal forget a human being you take an animal and you poke it and provoke it and oppress it for that long and give it no hope that things can be better because she looks at Ave the the older woman within the group and sees what she is and what she's become because she's been broken down by the system you can't then be surprised when this young thing has this kill switch inside them and this anger and this venom um, that unleashes itself when provoked. So um, yeah, the, the film really is asking the question, you know, is this, this is a cycle of fear leading to violence that leads to survival and the fear of survival, you know, it just goes round again. And what the film asks at the end is, can we, can we break that cycle? Can we do better? Mm -hmm. um, and you know, and if you don't have to be an avid historian to realize, no, we're not doing better. We're getting, we're still really bad at this. Um, so yeah, that's and that for me is the true horror. Absolutely, absolutely. That that's one of the things I I, I agree with you on this because, um, other than a few moments, I wouldn't say this is a particularly gory film, but it is heavy on that tension. Um, the tension between light and dark is so prevalent in this and and stay close to the light but you venture out into the dark um is so visual what um what is it to you uh, to you all actually that makes the dark such a terrifying place why does it push us beyond our limits mm -hmm. i think in life or literally when we were in the dark on set 
you you answer it however you want <laughs> go ahead kid no no stop no, 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 go ahead um please, please. I, don't, I guess it's like if someone asks you to stand on one leg and close your eyes you immediately fall over I think it's that thing of like that loss of that sense that makes you aware of where you are you can hear everything the same you can smell everything the same but the loss of that one sense leads you to every kind of gap that 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 light is filling in your imagination and your knowledge and everything disappears and suddenly you've got all of that space and all of that like cognition and nothing to do with it but be terrified so I feel like it's just that lock that loss of a sense that loss of like control and autonomy and and knowing that makes the dark so so scary <laughs> well, it, it, you know it, like kit brought it up in filming in that like what was like i'm i'm a, making an assumption here it looked too dark to be day for night shooting i don't know like was this shot in the dark as as it appeared and yeah we um, we originally tested the idea of doing day for night shooting because i really wanted to try and explore what would happen when these in these characters when their eyes adjusted to the dark but it just didn't look good enough it just wasn't scary enough so yeah we did shoot night for night yeah it was really it was really intense i remember there was this one day in particular when uh scene where kiku runs out of the camp with a flaming torch and i chase him yeah mm -hmm. it was a clip that i think was the first thing that was released actually but when we were shooting it, we were kind of up on this hill. It was like a mudslide in the dark going down. The main light source was the moon. And then <laughs> we kind of had the fire that was the, the campfire. And Chiku takes the torch and he runs down the hill. Mm -hmm. And I remember running and going where the light used to be. So I was always like kind of trying to remember where he was and turn corners and not be able to see anything. And I remember... um. Uh, our DOP and our grip shouting like, Kit, we can't see you. And I was like, well, I can't see beep. And like, we were just, we, we were really just kind of giving it a go until we kind of worked out how to best solve all of those problems. But like, yeah. I think, yeah, there were times, because it also, even when we were, when we were shooting in the woods, shooting in the woods was kind of very, very different from shooting out on the tundra or, or on the beaches or on the mountains. Because, Shooting in the woods, like we'd, we'd be like, okay, we've got a wrap by like two or three because it's winter. So it gets dark at five, but it gets darker in the woods quicker and even mm -hmm. more so through a camera lens. So there'd be times when we, we were shooting and it was like, well, that's lunch and also nightfall. <laughs> and we'd be like, <laughs> how does that, how does that make sense? Um, but I think it kind of really, it kind of, it made it so much easier, I think, for us in terms of immersion mm. because... Oh, when you are when you are isolated and we were really as a crew really kind of isolated because of covid but also geographically we we were like oh well that just means we're all in this together and then kind of like it meant that we all just had to band together even though we also wanted to yeah and and then being scared as well i don't know about you kit but like when you're with the whole crew and everyone's like nah, ha, 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 it's like really fun and then but being in the forest and it being so dark it was so easy to walk like 10 seconds away from where everybody was and immediately be in the middle of a forest on your own in the dark and that was so oh, yeah, yeah. Of all the takes and just being like having that um was yeah. really helpful character wise i think if you ever heard a scream in the dark that wasn't us worry <laughs> <laughs> but i think that goes back to your question as well about why you know why is the dark so potent it's because it's it's inherent and it's been with us since the days of just having a fire and that the light, when 
when the fire dies or when you step beyond that firelight, there could be anything or, or there could be nothing. And actually what's scarier, um, you know, you could, or these ancient people thought that maybe they turn a corner and the world just ends, you know, there's, they can only see what's in front of their nose. So that, and I think even though we know so much now about the natural world and about, you know, outer space and the deepest oceans, that, that gene is still in us and still drives us to, to try and stay in the light as much as possible, both metaphorically and literally. I appreciate that. Honestly, like even that atmosphere, and I mean this in the best of ways, reminded me of the Blair Witch. I'll uh, take that all day long. There yeah. you go. Because yeah. it really does. It's it's so immersive in so many ways. Even there, there's those shots where you pull back and the camera's there and just the whole screen is dark and there's just this flame in the middle. Beautiful. Mm. Um, yeah, it was about showing that isolation and just the idea that these people, that the landscape around them is completely indifferent to their existence. You know, it's they're like they're like flakes of dandruff on the shoulder of Earth. <laughs> and she just, you know, when the, the, at, at a moment's notice, they can just be erased. And, th and that's what the Scottish Highlands make me feel like. <laughs> <laughs> and also as a cast, the crew was so far away that we thought we had been abandoned. Mm, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> we were like, I think they've gone back home. <laughs> yeah. uh, honestly, uh, I, we've run out of time, um, but honestly, Kit, Safia, Andrew, thank you so much. The film is great. I really appreciate it. Uh, I wish you the best. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Oh, and before you go, Andrew, I didn't say, I didn't shout out the Akira poster. Beautiful. Yeah, man. I, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's an all-timer for me. All-timer. That's a classic. Hopefully, anyway. hopefully they don't remake it. Let's see. Yeah. I hope I'm with you. Thanks yeah. so much. Have a great day. Thank Take you. Take it easy. You too. Bye-bye.